It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and on this edition, we've got plenty to get into. We're going to be discussing the reports coming from Football Italia claiming that Arsenal are holding talks with Maurizio Sarri. And we're also going to be talking about the sacking of Jens Lehmann from his role at Hertha Berlin uh, following what was deemed to be a racist remark. So we're going to be uh, discussing both of those things at length in this edition of the show. I want to hear from you guys in the chat. I will be taking your questions as well. Uh, so get involved, get interactive, smash the like button if you haven't done so already and make sure you are subscribed to the channel if you're new. If you're listening via the audio platforms, hello to you guys as well. Uh, we'd love you guys to leave us a review. It really, really helps the show. So please feel free to do so. This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. So if your nether regions are in need of some TLC, head over to Manscaped.com and enter our promo code, which is in the description below, and you'll be able to receive 20% off of your order as well as free worldwide shipping. So uh, check it out. And uh, we thank Manscaped for their kind sponsorship of the program. Right, I can see there's loads of you in the chat. I can see loads of you... Um, are not happy with the idea of Maurizio Sarri coming to Arsenal. But before we get into the ins and outs of it, before we get into the detail around about Maurizio Sarri, um, there's a couple of things I want to say. So first of all, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who bared with me on yesterday's podcast because I was sneezing, I was coughing, I was blowing my nose, my nose was running. I'm still feeling under the weather. I've still got a blocked nose, so you may see me reach for a tissue uh, once or twice during the show, but I am a lot better than I was yesterday. So hopefully uh, we don't have as many disruptions to the show as we did yesterday. And secondly, a massive thank you to everybody uh, for their kind words after I put it out there yesterday. Um, as you'll all know, I'm going to be a dad again, uh, but found out yesterday that I'm having a little girl. So I'm over the moon. Uh, we'll have one of each then, uh, which is great. So thank you for all your kind words. Truly overwhelmed by how many of you uh, commented on Twitter or reached out and sent me a private message. So thank you all so, so much. And uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting her. But first things first, let's focus uh, on the Arsenal because, of course, as I say, big, big uh, story coming out of Football Italia. And um, before we talk about Maurizio Sarri, whether he'd be a good fit or not, whether it'd be an upgrade on Mikel Arteta or not, let's give you guys some com uh, context around this report. What is being reported? What has been said regarding Maurizio Sarri? So Football Italia have revealed in an exclusive uh, that Maurizio Sarri is holding talks with both Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal Football Club. According to the report, Spurs had begun negotiations with the former Juventus and Chelsea boss just after 
the announcement of Mourinho sacking in April. But sources have told Football Italia that Arsenal have also begun talks with Sarri as they prepare for life after Mikel Arteta who is expected to leave the Emirates Stadium at the end of the season. Apparently, Sarri is open to returning to the Premier League after his one-year spell at Chelsea in the 2017-18 season, where he won the Europa League. He is still contracted to Juventus until June 2022. But the Serie A Giants could have terminated his €6 million Euro a year deal by the end of April, paying a €2.5 million Euro fee. Uh, but they've not used that option yet. That means if Sari agrees to join any other club, he would need to free himself from Juventus or the old lady, Juventus as they're known, the old lady, La Vecchia Signora, could demand compensation to the coach to leave. So this report is coming from Football Italia and we knew that he was an option for Spurs. We know that there's been talk of that in the past, but now we're hearing that there is a, a conversation going on between the Arsenal hierarchy and Maurizio Sarri. Now, my initial feelings on this is take it with a pinch of salt because I don't believe that Mikel Arteta will be sacked at the end of the season. I really don't. I think Arsenal have hung their hat on Mikel Arteta. They believe he is the man to lead Arsenal back to the top of the Premier League table. Him being sacked for me doesn't feel like the likely scenario, doesn't feel like the likely outcome off the back of this season. There's no getting away from the fact it's been a disappointing season. The only kind of bit of doubt about Mikel Arteta's future I have in my mind is, does the fan pressure on the Cronkies, does the protests, does all of that, make the Cronkies feel as if they need to do something to show that results and sporting matters are their priority. Because look, I like Mikel Arteta, right? And I think that he will go on to be a good coach at some point. I, I really do. I feel like maybe, and I'm starting to feel in the last few months that maybe this job was too big for someone just coming into football management. Um, but I do believe that in time he'll prove himself to be a good coach. But there's no getting away from the fact now that with Arsenal sitting in ninth place, uh, we've got a lot to do in the second leg of our semi-final against uh, Villarreal in the Europa League. If Mikel Arteta fails to win the Europa League, could we find ourselves in a situation whereby the club, and I mean the Cronkies, KSE, feel that they need to do something. They need to show the fans that they are interested in the football inside because if we finish ninth and don't win the Europa League, then the pressure on them around their intentions increases. It intensifies because they would have allowed a manager to deliver the worst finish for Arsenal in God knows how many years and they'd be allowing him to keep his job. So if you want to, um, if you want to head over and read the report over on the Football Italia website, uh, you can find it over there now. So head over uh, to footballitalia.net, football-italia.net. And it's in the headline section. You'll find it there. So according to Football Italia, Arsenal are in talks with Maurizio Sarri and it's expected uh, that, um, that Mikel Arteta could be shown the door at the end of the season. And again, as I say, I can't say with any degree of certainty that this is absolutely going to be the case. I would take it with a pinch of salt, but... But perhaps all that has gone on, all that has occurred in the last few weeks has put a bit of pressure on the Cronkies to show 
that they are first and foremost interested in the footballing side of things. And for a manager to finish in ninth place and miss out um, in the Europa League would maybe uh, be the push that they need. I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't want Maurizio Sarri to come in and take over Arsenal. I, I don't. I don't think he would be the right man. But what I will say in defence of Maurizio Sarri is that he's not as bad as some people would have you believe. Now, Maurizio Sarri came to Chelsea and changed the way they played football. He brought a very continental style. He brought Jorginho with him, if you recall. Uh, Jorginho, a player who plays a very specific role in the deeper line midfield positions, plays the ball out right and left and almost makes the team tick. Under Frank Lampard, he didn't really get a look in Jorginho. And I know from talking to Chelsea fans at the time, they were not Jorginho's biggest fans. However, what I will say is this. Jorginho is a good footballer and Maurizio Sarri's style of football is very good on the eye. I enjoy watching Maurizio Sarri's teams play. And you you see now, uh, you know, you, you see now how good, um, you know, how good uh, Jorginho is when he's playing in Thomas Tuchel's system, when he's being used to his absolute maximum. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for me, it's, you know, he's it, not the worst manager in the world. He's not as bad as some people would have you believe. Everybody uh, slags him off. And I think in particular in this country, he doesn't get the respect that he perhaps deserves. But having said all of that, despite the fact that he plays, in my opinion, good football, football that is easy on the eye, it doesn't mean that he's the right man to take over this job at Arsenal. Just looking at Maurizio Sarri's career up to date, he's won two major honours. Uh, the first one being the Europa League in the 2018-19 season, where, of course, uh, Chelsea defeated Arsenal. And after that, he left the club, went and joined Juventus and won the Scudetto with Juventus. Um, look, he didn't last more than a year at Juventus. There were... Uh, you know, there were there was widespread concern about whether he was the right man to take the club forward, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but if you go back to Maurizio Sarri's days at Napoli, I think that's when he was at his best. And, you know, it's a little bit harsh to slag him off during his time at Chelsea because, you know, he did deliver European silverware. Um, and, and at Juventus, I don't think it quite worked for Sarri. I think that Juventus under Sarri were a little bit defensively uh, fragile, which is something that you don't associate with Juventus. And it's something that you, the Juventus fans were never going to accept after years and years and years of being built upon this really sturdy defence. But they've brought in Andrea Pirlo off the back of, of agreeing for Maurizio Sarri to, to leave the club. And they're even worse. They're in a worse position. They find themselves now struggling to qualify for the Champions League. Nowhere near Inter, who are at the top of the division. So Maurizio Sarri has not done bad jobs at Napoli, at Chelsea, at Juventus. In particular at Napoli, you could argue he did a very, very good job. But is he the right man for Arsenal? Not in my opinion. Um, he's not the guy that I would like to see replace Mikel Arteta. I don't even know if Mikel Arteta is... Uh, going to be replaced at the end of the season. But according to Football Italia, they say that there is a very strong possibility that that will be the case. Now, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not going to claim that this report is is 100% true. Equally, I'm not going to claim that it is absolute nonsense because the answer is, I don't know. 
Um, I, I really don't know. So we're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to hold tight on that and see how this one develops. But that is the report doing the rounds today that Arsenal are in talks with Maurizio Sarri over potentially replacing Mikel Arteta at the end of the season. I know loads of you uh, are reacting to this in the live chat box. Uh, let's see uh, what you guys are saying. Um, da -da 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 -da. Some of you. Uh, Snipe.genius says, Sari is dead food. Alexis Sanchez, great screen name, says, Sari would do a better job. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Gunner Deja Vu says, Sari had Chelsea playing a clear style in 10 times less time then Arteta, who has still not managed it. Um, Marble Horse TV says he slapped us in Baku. He won Serie A, did well to keep Napoli second to Juve for a few years. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Guna Vettel says he plays very attractive football, uh, which is good. Yep, I, I don't look for all the criticism that Maurizio Sari gets. I don't understand why people say his football is boring and it's not good football. It's very similar to Pep Guardiola's football in the sense of the primary objective. The primary aim is to hold the ball, is to um, is to suffocate teams with possession and to bide your time and to create opportunities when the cracks appear. So for me, it's not it's not a bad style of football. I, I cannot get my head around uh, the fact that he gets so much criticism over the playing style. If you're going to criticise Maurizio Sarri for anything, criticise him in terms of results in the sense of, you know, at Juventus, they weren't anywhere near as dominant as they were in years gone by when Sari came in. Antonio Conte managed to close that gap dramatically, um, you know, on Juve, which perhaps wouldn't have happened under previous management. Who knows? But it's not about the style of play with Maurizio Sari. I want to dispel that myth because his style of football is actually attractive. It is pleasing on the eye. And, and for some reason, he seems to always get beaten with that stick. It is, however, a very continental style. And I think sometimes in the UK, we're a little bit naive to that. We're maybe not naive, but maybe a bit unappreciative of, of the continental style of football, if you like. But there we go. That's the reports. Those are the rumours doing the rounds today with regards to Maurizio Sarri, his future and the future of Mikel Arteta. I can see there's over 180 of you currently watching us live at the moment. We've only got 37 likes on the YouTube video. So let's uh, smash that like button. It really, really does help uh, the channel. It helps get the video in front of more people as well. Uh, so I'd love for you to do that if you wouldn't mind. Big shout out to all of our members in the chat as well. And if you're interested in becoming a member yourself, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. We'd love to have you on board. Just a quick reminder as well, we'll be bringing you another live watch along this Thursday night of the crucial UEFA Europa League second leg with Villarreal. Um, very much looking forward to watching the game in you guys' company, and I'd love to have as many of you on board as possible. So come and join us for that. Um, so, yeah, the Sari thing, you know, do we believe it? Do we not believe it? I don't really know, but it is a report that is gathering momentum, and it is a report that I thought was worth discussing uh, on this uh, this edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. If you're watching this back a little bit later on or, or you're watching or you're listening to this back, leave your thoughts in the comment section. I always read through all the comment sections um, and I'm interested to hear what you guys uh, think about it. So um, that's the uh, Maurizio Sari story. Let's uh, talk a little bit 
about what has happened with Jens Lehmann, because that's the other bit of big Arsenal-related, I want to say Arsenal-related, ex-Arsenal-related news. Jens Lehmann has been sacked from his role at Hertha Berlin. So former Arsenal goalkeeper Jens Lehmann has been sacked from his role at Hertha Berlin after asking whether a pundit was being used as a, and I quote, token black guy. Uh, so he sent a WhatsApp message uh, to former German international Dennis Aogo, who works for Sky Sports in Germany. And he said, is Dennis actually your Quotenschwarzer, which apparently translates to token black guy. Now that has been reported by Raphael Honigstein of The Athletic. Pretty reliable source is, is Raphael. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like a silly message for Jens Lehmann to send. What I would say is, he's obviously sent this to Dennis Aogo by accident because you wouldn't refer to him in that sort of tense or, or that sort of context if you were sending the message or the message was meant to be received by Dennis Aogo. Dennis then picked up the message, posted it on Instagram, um, you know, asked if if this was bloody serious, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and all of a sudden, um, Hertha Berlin picked up on it and they they responded very swiftly. Jens Lehmann was a member of the club's Bundesliga uh, supervisory board uh, and the club president, Werner Gegenbauer, released a statement which said, such statements are in no way representative of the values that Hertha Berlin stands for. We distance ourselves from all forms of racism and welcome the action uh, taken by Tenor Holding. So he's gone. Jens Lehmann is gone. He did take to Twitter, Jens Lehmann, uh, and he said, in a private message from my mobile phone to Dennis Ogo, an impression was created for which I apologised in conversation with Dennis. As a former national player, he's very knowledgeable and has a great presence and drives ratings to Sky. Jens Lehmann backtracking. But the reality is, Jens, that you you didn't mean to send that to Dennis Ogo. You know, there's no getting away, uh, away from that. It you know, it just, I don't know, it, it's not acceptable. And to try and pretend that you meant to send it to Dennis Aogo is a little bit um, insulting, I think, of of the intelligence of those who have followed the situation. So Hertha Berlin, in my opinion, have absolutely done the right thing. Um, you know, it's done. Um, Jens Lehmann's been sacked. Uh, and as Matt Gray uh, says in the chat, he says, really disappointed with Jens. Me too. Me too. And and I always find it baffling when when people when people sort of have that mindset or they say things like that without first of all thinking about the consequences. And in particular in Jens Lehmann's case, right, where he's played as an Arsenal invincible in behind the back four of Laurent, Colo Touré, Sol Campbell, and Ashley Cole, to to have that lack of respect for an opposite race or, or for a different race when you've had so much success with those guys by your side just just for me it, it's strange I, I can't understand it look it's never right but I think in particular when you've been so successful and had some really close mates teammates whatever you want to call them um of that particular race I think you should be more sensitive to to how your words can be taken um you know, is it the worst thing that's ever been said in the world uh, it, with with regards to, to racial stuff? No, um, it's not. And 
you know, there does seem at times to be this thing where, and I believe that there is a, an instance where we've become, I don't know how to put this. There is a case, there is a, an argument that says sometimes we are picking people for jobs and not just in football, but across the world, because we are trying to fill a diversity quota. But in actual fact, the whole argument around equality shouldn't bring in a diversity quota. You should be judged purely on your merit and purely on whether you're good enough to do the job and your race should not be an issue. But we do see sometimes where people are selected or people are given roles or positions or, or it's alleged that they're given those roles or positions on that basis. And, you know, that is equally unhelpful because we're trying to get equality here. So we want to get equality and we want to make sure that everybody who's in a job like the one Dennis Aogo is in as a pundit in Sky Sports Germany is because they are there because they are deserving of it. And so to then call them a token black guy like he has done is, you know, it's a little bit, it is distasteful from, from Jens Lehmann and it's wrong. But we shouldn't be in a position where we're talking about token black guys, token white guys, token green guys, token purple guys, whatever. It should be that everybody gets a job on their own merit. Everybody gets roles because they're deserving of them. So I don't condone what Jens Lehmann has done. I think it's wrong. But I do think that we we need to not even talk about this stuff. It needs to be... This guy's a pundit because he is a good pundit, because he's played the game at a high level, because he is qualified to do this role and his race should be nothing to do with it. That's the point I'm trying to get to. I feel like I've gone around the houses a bit, but that's what um, I was trying to trying to portray. But anyway, let's go back to the live uh, chat box. Um, and I can see that a lot of you are, are kind of agreeing with that sentiment around the whole idea of, um, you know, of this thing about filling quotas and then that being thrown in people's faces. And, and actually, yes, what Jens Lehmann has said, I believe is wrong. I, I really do. But is it the worst thing in the world? Is Jens Lehmann calling out something that a lot of people feel? Um, maybe I still wouldn't have done it if I was him and I still think it's distasteful. But as I say, I just want us to be in a place where people are given roles, given opportunities based on merit and nothing else. Race shouldn't even be an issue, shouldn't even be in the conversation. Other than that, uh, let's talk a little bit about this Maurizio Sarri thing again, because I can see there are lots of you uh, still commenting on it in the chat. Um, and it's worth noting, by the way, that a lot of people believed that Maurizio Sarri was... Um, was Roma bound. A lot of people believed that Maurizio Sarri was in line to take over the role at the Stadio Olimpico. Of course, Paolo Fonseca was always going to leave the club at the end of the season. That was always on the cards. But with that kind of being, or that possibility disappearing, because of course, Jose Mourinho has been given the job. Maurizio Sarri is naturally now going to be linked with a number of other clubs. Is Arsenal the right place though? Is Arsenal the right place for Maurizio Sarri? Not for me. Um, 
we need a rebuild. We need, um, you know, we need to improve the culture at the club. I think that is something that Mikel's doing. Uh, maybe tactically he's made mistakes. Maybe he's got certain things wrong. I do think, though, that in the case of Maurizio Sarri, he, he might embed a style of play quicker. Um, maybe given he's got more experience, he is more able to get results out of this team quicker. But is he so good that I would throw away the last few months of work or whatever? Is he so good that I would bet my life on the fact that he will improve us? Not sure. Um, not sure at all. Not sure. It's it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Look, I, as I said right at the top of the show, I think that Maurizio Sarri is better than people give him credit for. I think that he has achieved things in the game. He did produce a very, very strong Napoli side and brought Napoli back to the top of Serie A. He did win the Europa League with Chelsea. He did win the Scudetto with Juventus. So Maurizio Sarri is a much better coach, I think, uh, than most people will give him credit for. As I said earlier as well, I feel like in the UK, he gets a lot of unwarranted criticism. I think there is a lack of respect for Maurizio Sarri here. I, I never really understood why the Chelsea fans were so frustrated by him. You know, they'd seen tons of pragmatic managers coming before them, uh, before him. And when he came in, he wasn't particularly pragmatic. It was just a different style of football. A style of football that I don't think is appreciated enough in this country. But having said all of that and having made a case to defend Maurizio Sarri against some of his hardish, harshest critics, do I want him at Arsenal? No. The answer is no. Uh, the answer is no. And, and that's how I feel on it. And I, I'm seeing in the chat that a lot of you are feeling the same way. Um, there's the whole thing of another Chelsea reject. Do we want to see another Chelsea reject come into the club? I would argue that Maurizio Sarri is not a Chelsea reject. I would argue that Maurizio Sarri in his one season in charge won the UEFA Europa League and then preferred to return to Italy to manage Juventus, who, are, who have been an extremely dominant force in Italian football for years. So I wouldn't class Maurizio Sarri as a Chelsea reject. Not for me, anyway. I feel that's another harsh criticism of, of Maurizio Sarri and one that he receives unfairly and far too frequently. Is he a better manager than Mikel Arteta right now, today? Yeah, he is. Of course he is. He's won things. He's achieved things. He's far more experienced. But, yeah. Um... But that doesn't mean that I want him at Arsenal Football Club because I still, in my head, have this belief that Mikel Arteta will go on to be better, will go on to improve. Whether we can afford to give him that time, though, is the thing I'm starting to doubt. Whether Arsenal can just hang their hat on him and continue with him despite the results not even being close to where they need to be. You know, if Arsenal were sick this season, it would be an improvement on last season. 
if we were sixth inconsistent, then I would kind of be able to accept that. I'd be able to say, okay, it's not where we want to be. We want to be in the top four, but there's been a step forward. But we finished eighth and now we're in ninth. The Europa League offers Mikel Arteta an opportunity to salvage the campaign. But if he fails to do that, then you've got to ask questions. You've got to. And um, and if another manager becomes available that the club feel can do a better job, then they have to act. So let's see. Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, be interesting. But as I said right at the top of the show, please do not get carried away with the Maurizio Sarri reports. The Italian media have a reputation for uh, making things up for overblowing stories, for taking something this big and turning it this big. So just uh, let's be patient. Let's be patient uh, with that one. But it is an interesting report and it is one that is doing the rounds. Have you got any questions? Let me know in the live chat box. Get them in and I'll address as many of those as I possibly can between now and the end of the stream. There are over 260 of you watching us right now. Let's check in on how many likes we've got. As I always say, likes are majorly important for us here on the channel. It really, really helps. We've only got 89. Surely we can get up to 100 within the next couple of minutes. Um, and uh, that would be great. But let's uh, let's go over to the chat. Let's pick up some of your questions. Uh, <laughs> Gunner Deja Vu says that Arteta is not even fit enough to hold Sari's cigarette. Uh, <laughs> um Let's see what we got here. Uh, big thank you to Matt Murdoch for your very kind super chat donation. It says we gave him time and he played a false nine last week. I mean, he got it wrong. He got it wrong last Thursday with the false nine thing. I think we can all agree on that. But I think it's been blown out of proportion a little bit. You know, if we we could still get through this tie. I think that he looked at the forward options. He looked at Enketia. He looked at Gabriel Martinelli and he probably, and I'm not saying this is right, but he would have looked at them and gone, I'm not 100% sure that either of these two are going to give me what I need in that central forward position. And as such, made the decision to play the way he did. And it, listen, he got it wrong. There's no getting away from that. I like to think that the reaction to the false nine thing is because people have been frustrated with other things rather than them just kind of digging in on the false nine thing. Because I think when we all saw the team at the start of the game, when the team was announced, many of us were like, hmm, interesting this. Let's see how it goes. So it wasn't such an outrageous decision. It didn't work in the end, but it wasn't an out... Um, a, it was a wrong decision, but it wasn't a decision that was completely crazy and completely unthinkable and completely mad. It was a decision that he got wrong, but that's, that's it for me. Uh, Jack Burgess says, no, he copied Pep. It's actually embarrassing. Yeah. Maybe he took some ideas from, from Pep Guardiola there. If you want him to take inspiration from one manager, why wouldn't it be Pep Guardiola? I think a false nine system is probably something he would have worked on quite a bit during training sessions under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. And it's probably something he thought that he had the knowledge of to execute. But again, he was wrong. But, you know, how how long are we going to hold on to this false nine thing? If we go out, I'm sure it'll be a big talking point. 
but we've still got a chance to turn things around. And if we do, nobody's going to be talking about the false nine uh, when we're in the final of a European competition. Jay Dubia says, how reliable is Football Italia? So Football Italia is one of the places I go. One of the first websites I log on to in the morning for Italian football news. The only thing I would say is normally they are a place where I can find reports from a number of outlets all put into one place. And that's why I use it. I feel like it's a really good hub. If you're into Italian football, it's a really good hub in English to go to, to understand what is going on, to get the fixtures, to get the results, match reports, everything. This is an exclusive from Football Italia. Normally you get Football Italia running a story from, for example, Gazzetta dello Sport. And you'll say, OK, Football Italia are reporting this and they're bringing this to us. But the original source of this is Gazzetta dello Sport. So when I first heard this, when I first read this, my initial thought was, oh, right. Football Italia are reporting this from somebody else. They've picked up the story from another media outlet and they're running with it. But that's not the case. This is an exclusive from Football Italia. They are claiming sources of their own have brought this information to them. So, as I said right at the top, I would take it with a pinch of salt. I don't think it's gospel necessarily, but I think it has enough credibility to at least be discussed uh, on an edition of the podcast. And I've got a really good understanding of how you guys are feeling about the idea of Maurizio Sarri coming to Arsenal just by reading the comments in the chat. Uh, let's see, uh, what we've got here. Uh, Gurpri asks about my opinions on Sari. What's his style, attacking or defensive? And we talked about this a little bit earlier on, uh, but for the benefit of those of you maybe joining us a little bit later, it's not a defensive style of football. It's a continental style of football. That's how I'll explain it. Maurizio Sari sides enjoy possession. They like to keep the ball. They like to, uh, play with a rhythm. Often that involves a deep-lying midfield player who makes the team tick. In Sari's case, it's often been Jorginho. Um, and, and that's what Sari's teams do. That's how they win. They want to dominate the game. They want to strangle you with possession. Um, defensively, they've been known to be a little bit fragile at times. Uh, not all the time, but at times. One of the big criticisms he faced when he took over the Juventus job was that they were nowhere near as solid from a defensive standpoint as they once were. But from an attacking point of view, I don't think there was a, a huge difference between the Juventus of Sari and the Juventus of, of previous. So I, I wouldn't say he's a defensive manager. I think that's, as I said already, I think that's a criticism he gets a lot. And I'm not really sure why, if I'm honest. Um, Russ Morgan says, uh, Sari or Rafa? Interesting. Really interesting. The problem with both of those guys is that I don't think any of them would be for the medium to long term. And at Arsenal, in order for us to get back to where we need to be, we always talk about a rebuild. We talk about the need to put a structure in place to, um, you know, to to build because of the fact that we can't just go out and spend an absolute fortune in a couple of windows and rebuild the team completely. And so on that basis, I would argue that I don't really want either of those two because I wouldn't trust either of those two to stay at a club for more than two seasons. You know, Sari, there's no guarantee he's not going to get homesick again and want to return to Italy. Um, I know he didn't get on with Chelsea and I know that that was a part of it, but let's have it right. Sari wanted to return to Italy. Um, so 
I'd argue probably none of them. I think Rafa Benitez would steady the ship. He's obviously more experienced. He's obviously achieved more in the game. But Maurizio Sarri's style of football is, is much more pleasing on the eye. So if we're going to go down the route of complaining about boring football, about negative football, Rafa Benitez is not the man to get, in my opinion. Uh, but there you go. What else have we got here in the live chat? Um, Snipe.genius is Simeone or Arteta. That one's easy. Diego Simeone all day long. But we can't get Diego Simeone right now. Um, you know, we weren't able to attract that caliber of manager. People will tell you that we rejected this person to get that person or, you know, that we could have got Ancelotti, but we ended up with Arteta. Actually, I think the reality is probably that these managers were not interested in the project at Arsenal Football Club because we've gone for, first of all, Unai Emery after Arsene Wenger left the club. Hardly top level. Um, you know, hardly one of the elite. He was a good manager, Unai Emery, achieved a fair amount in the Europa League, went to France with Paris Saint-Germain, won Ligue 1. You or I would have won Ligue 1 with that team. And then came to Arsenal and, and didn't particularly do amazing things. Isn't going to do amazing things at Villarreal. Um, I say that, it'll probably knock us out and go on and win the Europa League now. Uh, but, you know, the point I'm making here is that Unai Emery has been in that second bracket of manager throughout. And then Mikel Arteta is even lower than that when we hired him because he's got zero experience. So Arsenal were not shopping, you know, in the top places. Arsenal were not in the market for the elite managers, the managers that you would associate with being at the very, very top of the game. And that is why I wonder if we'll even be able to attract some of the managers that people are calling for in the live chat. Diego Simeone, I'd love to have Diego Simeone at Arsenal. But is it feasible? Is it possible? Will he buy into the project? I would argue probably not. There we go. Um, New Tide says, is Sari better than Emery, in your opinion, in terms of coaching and tactics? I definitely prefer Maurizio Sari's style of play to Unai Emery's. Um, I think that Maurizio Sari obviously has had many years in management, but you would probably argue that Emery's a little bit more experienced at the highest level. Because, of course, before Napoli, uh, Sarri wasn't managing at the highest level. He made his name really at Empoli before moving on to Napoli, doing pretty well there, got the Chelsea job, etc., etc. Ended up at Juve and now he's without a club. But in terms of tactics, I actually think that Maurizio Sarri is very good. I think he's, you know, you talk to anybody who follows Italian football, ask them to describe Maurizio Sarri with a single word. After cigarette, they'll probably tell you tactician because that is what Maurizio Sarri is. He's someone who studies the game, who analyzes the game. And um, yeah, I, I probably would pick Sarri over Emery. Yeah, I really would. Right. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because we've had plenty of discussion on this. Um, you know, as I say, take the report with a pinch of salt, but I felt it was certainly worth discussing. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com, enter the discount code uh, in the description below, and you'll be able to get 20% off as well as free worldwide shipping on your order. So if your nether regions are in need of some tender loving care, particularly now that the lockdown is starting to lift, 
then head over there, check them out. And if you support Manscaped, you'd be supporting the podcast. Thank you all so much for your continued support. I'll be back a little bit later on today with another live stream. Until then, take care. Ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.